welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 4, Episode 3, titled Snatch Game of Love. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one cantankerous co-host from Sirius XM Radio's In-Depth. Please say... Boots the house down, mama, yes, God. To Larry Flick. <laughs> Boots the house down, mama, yes, God. I met a girl who could do that really loud. She's like five. And she was, I mean, it was like, it, not quite deafening, but it was loud. And I'm, <laughs> I've been trying to practice it like to get it louder. Let me see. That's the loudest I can do. That's not, that's not really a, that's not a lip pop, though. That's a clock. Oh, what's a tongue pop? A tongue clap is when it like it it like you bring it you bring your tongue up to your to the roof of your mouth and it you pull it down and it sticks. That's what I did. Oh well, then that didn't sound like it though. All right, well, brava. Now we haven't gotten into today's episode, but I want to address something here, and I, I really don't okay. know what Larry's going to say. He and I don't. We talk very little about the show before we record this. Even though we, before we were doing the show together, mm-hmm. we used to send each other mash notes and texts and yeah. call each other at work and all that. But now we save it for the air. Yeah, we save it for the air. I have very little idea of what he thinks of this episode. Right? I have many ideas about yeah. this episode. Well, that's what I want to get to. Is Like I've told you, is sometimes you say some things that are controversial. Now, I will Who, say... Who, me? Oh, yo, yeah, you. Yeah, you. And <laughs> I will say, let, let's say, if we get 10 emails about it... Uh, eight of them are like, thank God you, and I'm not even being funny, I'll show them to you if you want. Thank God you have this Larry Flick on the show. Finally, someone has saying, if someone is saying what I've been thinking for years. Okay. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get, I would say eight of those ten emails say that, right? But I thought it was controversial. Well, then there's two. Oh, that say, kill that bitch. That are like, what is wrong with this Larry Flick? Okay. He is, and basically calling you the the gay Archie Bunker. Oh well, fair enough. Yeah, but you know, but here's the thing. Well, but, but before we say that, death ambivalence oh. is death. If you mm-hmm. in, in in our business, if you don't draw an opinion from someone, then you're not doing your job. Yeah. For those of you under, uh, I don't know what to say, thirty. Uh, yeah. Archie Bunker was the character on a TV show called All in the Family. Yeah. And he was uh, sort of an armchair suburban racist. <laughs> But here's the thing. That's yeah. a very funny thing because, yeah. you know, I'm I'm not racist. I just don't no. play the company line. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I'm a much more live and let live kind of guy, and I don't. I I I here's here's how I look at things. Sure. I think if you're good, you're good. I'm not about affirmative action. Mm-hmm. This is not like a head count. Mm-hmm. This is about how good you are. Yeah, and you could be. You know, if, 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 you know, I mean, I was thinking about this before because I've been rewatching or rewatching. Oh, I don't know. I uh, know this. The early seasons of Untucked because they're on Wild Presents and I uh-huh. subscribe to the channel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people talk about the race issue with the show now. Girl, bye. <laughs> the show is so PC now. Yeah. Y'all need to watch seasons one, two, and three. Yeah. And get into, get into the hard racism. The transphobia. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not. I mean, and it's among the queens. Some of these queens, if if the young fandom saw where some of these young queens, including Shangela, mm-hmm. had to say in those first few seasons, 
they would have no career. That's how racist the show was. Really? Back in the day. Yes. And here's the thing, y'all. And, and you know, racism is not just black or white. Mm-hmm. The real racism is against Latinos, Asians, and trans people. Amen, sister. No, seriously. Mm-hmm. That's where the racism is. You know, there was a whole storyline where all the queens called Mariah Valenciaga a tranny. <laughs> and how they didn't think she belonged in the contest because she was a tranny. Oh, interesting. And, and you know who led that charge? Shangela. Oh, interesting. So, so baby, baby. Y'all are, y'all are playing in the Little Leagues right now. Mm-hmm. Okay? Y'all want to call me Archie Bunker? Feel what you want, Christine W. once sang, and I'm with it. But. <laughs> Wait, but, but. You know what I do want but, you to but, share? But, you did bring up something interesting here. Share but, with the you know, audience. Y'all, y'all got y'all to look at the truth of life. And the actual show is not racist. The fandom is racist. That the is club true. bookers are racist. That is true. The You're show right. is not racist. The show has actually a very high quotient. There have been actually. I did a little head count for you, uh, darling. Here we go. Okay. And I will tell you that more people of color have competed on this show than Caucasian. Interesting. And the first four seasons, the first three seasons of the show, were all people of color winners. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't know where people get the idea that this show is racist. But here's my question to you. And, and this is a hard left. Okay. Share with the audience what you were telling me about Untucked Season 3 versus Untucked... I mean, versus the regular episode Season 3. Um, it's a completely different show. Mm-hmm. It's where you really get to know the queens. Mm-hmm. And the Heathers and the Boogers mm-hmm. are a real storyline. It's not really a storyline on Season 3. No. It's a real storyline on Untucked. And Raja is almost as horrible as Tyra on Untucked. Mm-hmm. She is the most hateful, horrible creature on Untucked. Mm-hmm. She is a two-faced, nasty little cunt on Untucked. And so is Manila. Really? Yes! They're horrible! Go back and watch it! Mm-hmm. All you see are the two of them huddling and... They they bully the shit out of Stacey Lane Matthews. Mm-hmm. They reduce this poor girl to dust. Mm-hmm. It is a mean spirited group of queens. And if I, because I've never seen Untucked, because they've never made it available, and I wasn't watching the show in season three. Yeah. So and season three Untucked is not even on the DVD. Oh really? No. Because I've had the season three DVD for a couple of years now, and I've mm-hmm. seen it a few times. Yeah. But this Wild Presents is making all. I don't think there was an untuck for season one. Mm-hmm. So season no, two wasn't. on, all the untucks are on this Wild Presents, and mm-hmm. it's like watching a whole different show. And it's actually really entertaining, and I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, because you can't even buy uh, many of the seasons. I tried recently to go buy the Untucked seasons, and you can't buy many of them. You now. can't. You can't buy most of the Untucked seasons. Yeah, you can buy the more recent ones yes. because they were kind of produced independent of logo. Yeah, and I kind of feel like maybe there's a random like season, f- the season five Untucked, which would be called season four. I think. Well, that, I think that uh, you could buy. Or they started like that. putting. They started putting. <laughs> 
untucked on the DVDs with season four. Oh, I see. I see. So um, maybe that's why. So you can't, you can't, but I don't know that you can buy them separately. Mm-hmm. You can buy, I mean, you, you, you cannot buy, see, or anything related to untucked season two or three anywhere but on WoW Presents. And I'll tell you what, it's yeah. worth the $30 a year just for that. Do you have to do the $30 a year or can you do month to month? You could do month you could do month to month. It's like three bucks. I mean it's really cheap. And they give you the first month free. Oh, they do? Oh, yeah. I would so do the first month free, watch them all and then cancel. That's so right. Joe I mean actually you watch the first what what you have to do is it's sort of like signing up to a porn site, right? You have mm-hmm. to give them your information. Yeah. And then you have to remember at day twenty eight or twenty nine oh, yeah. I don't want this anymore. Cancel. I would say, if, go ahead. If you forget, then, you know, sad, you know, so mad, so glad, so sad, you, you, you've subscribed. I would say most of my phone reminders in my phone is cancel SeanCody.com. Cancel <laughs> Men.com. So then, yeah, so, yeah, so you have to, you have to kind of like, it's on the Roku. I have Roku. I have Roku yeah. and Apple now. Yeah. And so you, 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 you order it via Roku mm-hmm. and you just have to make a note to cancel it. If you don't want to watch it after thirty days, but you have to, it has to go through your pain. They have to have your card details in order for you to watch it. Hmm. Interesting. Well, let's let's talk about what we learned. We learned okay. that uh, you're not a racist. You just tell it like it is. I just say what I think, and you if just you think say that's what racist, you think. Then that's that's really your issue. I have no, I have, I what you know. I actually believe very deeply that what you think of me has nothing to do with me. Are you talking about me personally, or are people listening? Everybody, okay. the world, and that, uh, and that. Well, that, that's very RuPaul. Well, you know what other people think of me ain't none my business. You know, and listen, I don't care. And here's the thing: I'll go one step further than RuPaul. Even if you pay him my bills, I don't give a shit what you think. <laughs> that's right. It's unless you pay my bills. Uh, what other people pay think? them bitches no mind. Pay them bitches no mind. You're right, honey. You can give me your money. I still don't give a fuck what you think. Oh, interesting. And then also, <laughs> everyone should sign up for Wild Presents. Well, on that one, let's move on. This week, Trinity reads Monet's outfits for filth. The girls sharpen their celebrity impressions for a fresh twist on the snatch game. Gia and Trinity fight over who gets to perform as Caitlyn Jenner. Gus Kenworthy and Keenan Lonsdale remind me why I'm gay. Trinity wins gold <laughs> with her performance as Caitlyn Jenner, while Manila wins as Barbara Streisand. Meanwhile, Gia Gunn offends Latrice Royale and the other contestants with her tone-deaf performance as Cardi B's nail artist. On the runway, the category is Boots to House Down. Manila, Luzon, and Trinity to Tuck are named the top two all-stars, while Val- Valentina and Gia Gunn are placed in the bottom two. During the deliberations, Trinity promises to save Valentina, while Manila wavers back and forth on who to send home. On the main stage, Manila wins the lip-sync for her legacy, and when she is asked who she will send home, she pulls her lipstick out to reveal that Gia Gunn is the third contestant to go home, Larry Flick, named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Um, well, I love the twist on Snatch Game. Yeah. I love the twist on Snatch Game. Mm-hmm. For people who don't know, again, this is like an, uh, a generational thing. Yeah. <clears throat> what they did was they moved from one 70s game show to another. Mm-hmm. Back in the 70s, there used to be a game show called The Dating Game. And the format was a bachelor or a bachelorette quizzing three potential dates, and then he would pick one. Mm-hmm. So 
it's just so Rue is just getting his 70s fantasies out. Um, I thought it really worked for a lot of reasons. I thought it worked mostly because there was no room for the queens to hide. Mm-hmm. I think it exposed how good they are in their impersonations. And I just thought it was a fun, fresh twist. Mm-hmm. So I really liked the change on Snatch Game. Um, I really, really like... I mean, there's so many things I liked about this episode. This is another one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really like the judges. And here's the thing. I've been wanting to say this, and this is a good week to mention it. Yeah. The judges now come to the show knowing what the show is, mm-hmm. and they come to play. The judges, uh, it's been happening for about a year now. They come and they want to be part of the fun. It used to, if you go back and watch the old seasons of Drag Race, you would see judges and they'd be like, who, where am I? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Where am I and what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Now you have Casey Musgraves doing better drag than the queens on the stage. Mm-hmm. You, have, uh, you have Gus Kenworthy recreating you know, the Sasha Velour Roses thing on his entrance. Mm-hmm. They're there. The show has, uh, has arrived in a way where they have a higher grade of celebrities. These are the major stars they're having on. And they've come to play. They know who the queens are, and they care about where they are, and they want to do well. It feels like the, the judges prep for the show as much as the queens do, and I'm really, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I didn't like about this episode is something that I felt last week as well. And I think that there's just so much, and I'm hoping this means a lot of interesting stuff happens over the all the whole season. Yeah. But the show is kind of giving me minor blue balls in storyline and that they're racing through things. You know, they raced through the Gia Farah story last week that could have gone on for at least three episodes. Mm-hmm. And, they race through this trans topic, and I feel like there's a. I have so much to say about this, and I know I'll have a chance later. So much to be unpacked in this trans topic, mm-hmm. not just about trans people in general, but about trans people in the drag race world and in the drag world period. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they just raced through it, and I felt like there was much more to be unpacked and discussed and to really feed the fandom. Um, and so I feel like they're kind of moving quickly and I'm hoping that means that there's just going to be lots of great story this whole season and that it doesn't kind of like, it's not peaking too quickly. Before I tell you what my two things were and what I didn't like and all that, let me ask you a question because we saw, we saw a snatch game and I think it, I don't Mm -hmm. think it worked out, but that Rue tried to bring the snatch game as a, as a standalone show, you know? Yes. Uh, on logo. Yeah. And um, how is the match game doing with Alec Baldwin? Did they get canceled? Are they still doing it? Uh, they still do it, but right now Alec Baldwin's persona non grata. Yeah, because of uh, him punching that person. Yeah, N- but it was a big. It was a big success. Oh, what? okay. Yeah. Do you think Rue is now maybe thinking about bringing a, a gay dating game somewhere? Sure, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, I think, I yeah. think, I think Drag Race is. Um, Sonique said this in an interview last week that I thought was a really smart, apt thing. 
Drag Race is always has always people have been complaining that the Hollis Lay special was just a commercial for RuPaul's record, Christmas record. Mm-hmm. And so Nick in this interview said, um, Drag Race is nothing but a commercial for things that RuPaul's selling. It's true. And it's it's a place where he develops his ideas to bring to the outside world. And yeah, I mean, you know, I it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if he tried to bring back the dating game. You're right. It was a fun, it was a fun concept. I mean, I thought it worked. I don't think I want to see a game show hosted by him on Logo. No, I don't really. I thought it was a fun flip for this for this season, and you know, I'll look forward to them going back to the regular Snatch Game on eleven season eleven. Now, uh, that's a really good point about RuPaul always. Um using her show to sell other products that she had. I mean, he sold candy bars on season yeah, 10, that's girl. That's a very good point. I mean, you you can hear more about this over on patreon.com slash drag race recap. $3 a month, you can hear a whole show where we talk about how RuPaul and all the products she sells. You know, we should have on Patreon. As you go and sell your product. Exactly. Okay, two things I liked about the episode. Uh, they're very, very similar to yours. Um, uh, once again, I'm going to say this because uh, this is the last time we're going to be able to say this. I love and live for the messiness of this Gia gun. And I know yes. the fans are split on it. But there are some fans who are like, no, enough. But just because, you know, Gia, in so many ways, this episode that we'll point out, forces the girls and the show... To acknowledge that there is a show yes. uh, because of her nasty, messiness, whether it's um, Latrice having to break character uh, during the Snatch Game of Love, or whether it's a very, very interesting conversation that Trinity has to have with Manila in the in the um, uh, workroom. That's a thinly veiled conversation because they can't be self referential. They can't be meta on the show. So, or they try, the show tries to limit the meta-ness, if you will, of the show. And so they have to speak in code. And so I think what what Gia does is she's a disruptor. And she makes the show be real. They make, it forces the show to drop its pretenses. And that is very, very interesting to me. Um, Doesn't mean she's a great contestant. You know, and she went when she was supposed to go. But it, 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 I do value that, and I will miss that in the show. Uh, next, uh, can I can I jump yeah, in here? For no, one go second, ahead. Jump if that's in. all right. No, go ahead. I think what, what what Gia also showed, though. You know what? No, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Sorry, right. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, don't be sorry. Uh, next, I'm going to go in a different direction with you on Gus Kenworthy and Keenan Lonsdale, the guests. I love that you were such a, uh, a magnanimous person talking about what how they know the show. These. Guys, we're so fucking hot. Let me tell you this. This, <laughs> this Gus Kenworthy is not usually my thing. She looked so good on this episode. I except I did see a full length picture later, and I saw I, the shoes that she was wearing were questionable. But oh, you're so funny. but other than the shoes, she was as my co-host on Patreon says a snack and. They were such the perfect top and bottom. I wanted to see Gus Kenworthy and Keenan Lonsdale go at it so badly on this show. What I wouldn't give. I would I would not cancel after one month if there was a porn site that was Gus Kenworthy and Keenan Lonsdale. Uh, just, so did you love did you love the fake kiss then? 
Um, no, because I could, I could, it was too obvious that Keenan turned his head. Yeah. I, I need, I wanted to see tongue action. I wanted to see that thing where, like, because I, I don't know how much porn you watch, but one of the things that bothers me about this, Sean Cody. I watch tons of porn. Okay. So you watch this Sean Cody where, like, it, I, I really do believe, not all of them, but I would believe it on more than the other sites that the guys are gay for pay and straight. Okay. And so okay. when they do, um, the tongue kiss, you can tell that they're just doing like the fake open mouth, but there's no tongue action going whatsoever, right? But then you see some dirty ass porn sites like Next Door Studios, and whether they're gay or straight, there's you're gonna see some fucking tongue going places that should not go, right? That's not the thing with Sean Cody too. I love is this is so straight guy, and this is why I believe a lot of them are straight. They will not kiss. And show like you could see them. You could see the open mouth are just basically open mouths touching each other, but there's no tongue. But then they'll do a close up of the of one of them, like just shoving his tongue up the guy's a hole so far up, you know, that he could tickle his tonsils with his tongue. And I'm all like, oh, you'll put your tongue in this guy's dirty fucking asshole, but you, God forbid you have your tongue in a guy's mouth. That makes a lot of sense, straight guy. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Well, first of all, yes, go ahead. You do know, you yeah. do realize mm-hmm. that there is someone. I know people who work in the porn industry. Yeah, you do know that there. You used to work in the a, porn industry. I did used to work in the porn industry. Everyone should know, and we'll get into this right now because everyone's going to know. Larry, <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. Larry wait, was a gay thought. porn star, but we'll come back to that. Go ahead. Teaser. There's a calculation. There is someone out there saying, you know what? We really want to get those guys who want to believe that these guys are straight. So do this. Oh, so it's not baby. It's all staged. Oh, because now maybe because I'm using making my own... porn is the least sexual thing you're ever going to witness. Okay, wait, wait. We're going to get having into having done porn. Yeah, I know. It That's is what we're the get least into. erotic experience you can have. It's funny that you say that. I w- you know, when I was in college, I was on the set of a porn, and we'll get into that yeah. in a second. So I know <laughs> you know the first minute I was there, I was like, oh, this is hot, and then after the second minute you're like oh you can actually see the crew and you would know this just like oh yeah. jesus can you come already but um they're bored yeah 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 it, it, and it's not sexual at all it's so mechanical but no. but but i just teased everybody and we want to go there but b- before we do that yeah i never thought about that because my personal thing i'm all about the empathy and empathizing with the scene so i actually don't i'm actually if i don't believe the people are both into it uh, whether they're gay or straight, if I don't believe they're into it, I I can't I can't do it. I cannot. That, that's why like the the faux rape ones I can't do. I can, I has to be you know that both of them are not just consenting but willing participants in this. And so okay. maybe that's why in my fantasy I believe when I turn it off that they're straight and that's. But I didn't think about the pretending not to be into it because there are guy there are a lot of guys who get off on these straight guys doing this only for money but not well, okay. yeah i mean it's, it's almost like a you know like think about things like the date bus right yes right yeah, the date bus, bus mm-hmm. is is a gateway drug yes eventually you kind of watch three of those and you think okay i need something a little bit more realistic so you go to sean cody you go to Latin Leche. Mm-hmm. You go to the ones where they actually know how to look like they're apprehensive. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of think, ooh, baby. And you get into it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Sorry. Interesting. Now, <laughs> now, I teased this. Maybe we can go into it in other episodes. But yeah, you used to do porn. When did you I used did to do for, porn? Uh, 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 I did porn um, back in my late 30s. This is almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. About 15 or 16 years. No, 17 years ago. Okay. Um, I was uh, in a bad relationship, was really bored with my life and my career and everything that was going on. And I entered a bear contest, Mr. New York City Bear. Mm-hmm. This is back in 2000. Mm-hmm. And I won. Sure. And I was Mr. New York City. I was the last Mr. New York City Bear because the contest ended after that year. Oh. And uh, so that means and, um, the current raining. So I'm the forever current raining. Yeah. Um, and so what what happened was what happens when you do that kind of thing. There's a whole circuit. Mm-hmm. You know, you there are, there are regionals, and then you go for like the big national, international title. And I did all of that. Mm-hmm. And along the way, you get, you know, like one of my prizes, I got 500 bucks, a, uh, a trophy, and a free photo shoot. And from that photo shoot, I got invited to be in a magazine called American Grizzly. <laughs> and uh, it's true. I, did my, I actually did my photo shoot uh, two months, three months after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was in 2001. So that was after, mm-hmm. almost a year after I'd won the title. Yeah. And, uh, they make, but they a, didn't make any horrible a, 9-11 jokes in it, did they? Like, <laughs> here, here's a tower yeah, and, you'll never and I, forget. And, and, I, and I toured America as Mr. New York City Bear, and I went uh, to all these contests, and I competed, yeah. and I made the uh, – the, I was a finalist in, in the Mr. International Bear contest yeah. of that year. And, um, and so I was invited to, to join bearfilms.com, mm-hmm. and I did. And mm-hmm. I gave myself a stage name, and I did a movie. Wait, what were your stage uh, names? Our fans, my stage, it. my stage name. I never tell people my stage name. I always say, "Go find it." But it's long enough ago now that you might not find it. And my stage name was Luke Ryder. Okay, uh, Luke, because that was originally going to be my given name. Okay, um, and Ryder was the name that the director gave me. Oh, it wasn't like the he street was... you grew up on or anything like that. No, or I mean, your we first were literally, pet? honestly. We were. Uh, he, I said, I want to be. I want to be Luke because that was my mother wanted to name me Luke, mm-hmm. and so he's like Luke, 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 Luke. And we were literally looking out a hotel room window. He was visiting New York, and one of the rider moving trucks drove by, and he saw the word rider. He goes, "Rider, Luke Rider, you're Luke Rider." And so I did one scene in one movie, and um, that was the only movie I ever did. I was much more of a print model. I did mm-hmm. four magazine spreads mm-hmm. and uh, three calendars. Wow! And I did it, and I did. I did it for about a year and a half, two years. So your schlong <laughs> is just out there on the internet. Oh, listen! Find me, find me on 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 Growler, and it's on. It's on there. Oh, know, please. Wow! Like, <laughs> I don't believe I don't believe in being bashful about your body. Yeah. In fact, if anything, I learned from being doing the bear pageant circuit because I was also a Mister DC Bear Invader two mm-hmm. years later. Sure, I was a pageant bear for a while. Mm-hmm. I was very Alexis Mateo back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, if I've learned anything from being from doing the bear pageant circuit and from being, you know, in bear uh, being a bear model is. People who are all hung up about dick pics and their ass and all these different things mm-hmm. need to let go of it. Your body is your body. Be proud of it, no matter what it looks like. 
Get over it. It's just it's just flesh. Get over it. It's not a big deal. It's a dick. If you're a man, you have one. If you're not a man, then you don't. Get over it. And so I guess thing- so. So if you want, to, y'all yeah. want to see my dick? Send me a message. I'll show you my dick. Oh, there you go. <laughs> And it's, the, you know, it's not monstrous, but it's like, you know, it's, it has served me well for 55 years. And the one thing I didn't like was. Uh, <laughs> he had, y'all, he has no idea what to say to yeah. me right now. The one thing I didn't like. He, was, can't even, he can't even handle my realness. Go on, girl. The one thing I didn't like was. Um, <laughs> I didn't like that they put the, the, this Valentina. In the bottom on the show, that uh, this Monet and this, uh, there was some rigor Morris going on because this. I Mo- agree. With Mo- we'll get to this in detail, but this, there was rigor Morris. That's all. the one thing I didn't like was the rigor Morris in the show because they just wanted Valentina to be in the bottom versus yeah. Gia. Uh, all right. Well, let you know what a, what a perfect place. <laughs> we have to pause. Yeah. And give Joe a chance to go take take a deep breath with me, girl. Let me take a deep breath. I just yeah. I just I just gagged this boy so hard. He doesn't yeah. know what to do with himself. Yeah, with his so monsters. All, everybody, if you're listening right now, just go. <sighs> well, this, that's why I said this is a perfect place right now to uh, take a break. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would I do for an extra hour in the day? I'll tell you. I want to write more. In a, in a, in a previous life, I uh, was a writer, wanted to be a writer, all that jazz. You know, wrote things, and then it seems now that I podcast, which is an, a, a great creative outlet, by the way. I just write less, and well, I do write a lot. I just I don't know why I'm going on about this. I write less. I don't write creatively as much as I want to. Now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever is coming up for the show. And if I had an extra hour. I would spend it writing, and that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me, but what matters to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy, and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full-time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were. And I benefited from therapy, and I think everyone can benefit from therapy, and that's why I think you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's designed to be flexible, and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Okay, we're back. Now, let me tell you something. It used to be on the serious when when I used to be on Larry's show on Sirius, yeah. Larry would be, we'd go to a break, and then Larry would come back, and he would do these, uh, these, uh, um, these, these commercials for, um, was it Sleep Number Bed? Yeah. I'm sitting on it right now. Oh, are you really? What's I your am. number again? I'm going for the firm these days, so I'm at an 85. Oh, okay. So, yeah. um, so it, it, but I would be sitting there, um, waiting for um you know for to come back from the break and then it it, it, it would you know there'd be signs and then i would just hear like um it would be like this it'd be like oh yeah baby <laughs> sometimes i just have trouble sleeping at night well i don't like this one let's do this one oh, yeah, here we go hey baby do you have trouble sleeping at night? Because I do until I got my sleep number bad. Oh. <laughs> do I just See, fucking here's the love thing, though, y'all. sleeping at night? I never used bed. music. He's just hearing it in his, in his head. You know, you had music. You had a bed underneath you. <laughs> Speaking of beds, you had a music bed underneath you when you'd be, you'd be like, oh, my sleep number bed. Oh. Whether my husband's there or my husband isn't, Larry Flick is getting off. Baby, they gave me a $10,000 bed. I would do whatever they wanted me to do for a 10... This is a, I am now sitting here with my cats on a $10,000 California King. Yes, I will do. You want me to do a commercial right now? Could you do it right now? Could you do it? <laughs> no, Could you do no. it for the old? Did you, did you read copy or were you actually just? I used to. I used to improvise. Uh, I used to improvise over an outline. Oh, baby! You, I'm telling you. If you but seriously, wanna... they they bought a one year contract and you know, and I got a bed and I had to talk about it once or twice a show for a year. It was a lot. Yeah. I, I, at one I, point, just, I just I just pretended I was Lou. <laughs> at one point, I was like, "Do you want to fuck the bed?" Because like that's how you, how know you I talk haven't. about. I, look, that's that's the that's why <laughs> I love those commercials. I used to live for those commercials. I was always sad when I didn't get to hear them. Can I just tell you that everybody, anyone listening right now, is loving the fact that you're so speechless today. You can't handle all of me, can you? Mm. We'll have to see when I go to New York. Uh, <laughs> after Farrah's elimination, Valentina explained her decision to eliminate Farrah Moan. Monet exchanges bitter that she'd lost the lip sync. Monet reveals she also chose Farrah. Gia doesn't feel badly about how everything went down between her and Farrah, and Trinity and Monet get into it about each other's outfits. The next day, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. It's the Snatch Game, but with a twist. The girls will still perform celebrity impressions, but... 
They must remain in character during a take on the dating game called The Snatch Game of Love. In the workroom, Naomi announces she's performing as Wendy Williams. Monet will try her hand at Whitney Houston, and Latrice will perform as Del Reese. Later, Manila and Latrice commiserate about how they both need to perform well in this competition because it's been a long time, and this might be their last chance. Larry, your thoughts on everything that happened during the cold open, plus everything that happened during that first act there with the RuPaul one coming in and the workroom stuff. Um... Well, first of all, hashtag Team Trinity, mm-hmm. because I agree with her. I thought Monet's outfit last week was, it looked like cheap fabric you can buy in, in a discount store. Yeah. Um, we never even talked about how the green shoes didn't match. Because <laughs> um, after, we, after we finished last week's podcast, I thought, I knew I forgot to say something. Mm-hmm. Those fucking green shoes didn't match her dress. Um, I... I can't lie, I'm living for the borderline villain edit that Monet is getting because mm-hmm. I'm just not feeling her right now. And um, and I think that what they're doing is that maybe they're showing what she's really like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, there weren't, I didn't have a lot of strong reaction to the cold open. I just, I mostly enjoyed the shade between Monet and Trinity and and I think more and more every episode, we're reminded that Trinity's actually a badass bitch. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, you can go, you know, she's not a front of the brain fan favorite for a lot of people. But when she's on your screen, you can't deny that she is fire, mm-hmm. that she gives good. She gives good everything. She looks amazing. Mm-hmm. She gives good storyline. She gives good cutaway interview. Um, she knows how to read people down. Mm-hmm. And she's talented. She's super duper talented. Um, so, you know, I, for me, all I could do was look, at, look for Trinity on my screen. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was living for it. Um, the rest of it, I was like, you know, I mean, I love, I love any chance I get to see any of, you know, like anytime I get, I get to see Valentina. But that, that was mostly what I thought. What about you? You know what's so funny is you say that everything you say about Trinity, I 100% agree. I couldn't agree more. Great confessionals. Her looks are, she looks expensive when she walks down the runway. She, her makeup is on point. Her, when she delivers a challenge, she just delivers the challenge. She's there, but yet still, and I don't know, I don't hate Trinity. I don't think she's a bad drag queen. She just doesn't excite me in the ways that a lot of the other drag queens do. I'm just very ambivalent towards her. She could be there because she could not be there. And I don't know why it is because on paper she is an amazing drag queen. And I don't know why she doesn't do it for me. I don't know why I don't live for her. I don't know. Well, you should. You might want to follow her on social media too. I follow her on social media and so I get a chance to kind of feel some of her flavor out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very outspoken in a really positive way. One thing that she does that I really, I live for none of the other Queens do mm-hmm. is that she says support local Queens. And then she will promote non drag race girls on her Instagram. Well, that's good. You see, like I'm and saying, social, on so she'll say like, you should be following this bitch because she's in Alabama and she slays. You yeah. should be following this bitch because she's in Nebraska and she is ferocious. On, and I'm just like, that's, yeah, 
that if you're going to be lucky enough to be on the show and you say you want to be an ambassador for the brand, mm-hmm. that's an ambassador. Yeah. So I, you know, she 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 hits she ticks all the boxes for me, and for me, she's the one to be on the show now. Mm-hmm. And now we already talked about what your thoughts were on this snatch game of love. Any before we could we're, the next segment we're going to talk about Gia versus Trinity about. Well, I want to get yeah, yeah, we're going to get into, into the that. actual that, I made, Yeah, I made that separate. Everyone. But before we do that, did you have any thoughts on Naomi saying she's going to do Wendy Williams or Marnette? Well, I guess we can also talk about the actual performances. Um, or what about – this is an interesting topic right here. I feel you would have a lot to say. Manila and Latrice commiserating about how they both need to perform well. because you know Latrice talks about how she, this snatch game is important to her because the one from her season was so room, full of the quote-unquote romper room fuckery. And, um, I mean, that's where the phrase, the level of unprofessionalism, far too much. That's where that comes from, from yeah. that episode. Right. And, um, and Manila's worried that this is her last chance to do Drag Race. What, what was your thoughts hearing that conversation between these two queens? Um, I thought it was, I thought, I was watching it and I, I, I felt like it was what I would wanted to say to both of them. Because mm-hmm. I felt like they've both been kind of sleepwalking through the season. Mm-hmm. And they're two of my all-time favorite queens. Mm-hmm. And, and, but what, what I started to think about both of them, I think less so now about Manila, is they've forgotten how to do drag race. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're ferocious queens. They're still out there working. But they've been away from the show long enough so that they've settled into their careers mm-hmm. and they don't know how to do the TV show anymore. And the TV show has changed yeah. so much mm-hmm. since they were both on the show. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, it occurred to me as I was watching this episode that Lat- that's what Latrice is – that's going to be her downfall mm-hmm. um, is, is that she – the show is different now and I don't think she knows how to do this show and I think Manila's catching on to it, and I hope it's not too late for her. Well, what's so funny about Manila, and I just came to this realization, is, you know, in my <clears throat> head, and, and, you know, you've been rewatching it, is season one was uh, a sort of joke. It was, a, it was RuPaul doing essentially a joke, uh, of yeah. a takeoff on, um, you know, uh, America's Next Top Model slash Project Runway, right? It's, a, right? it's kind of a joke. And season two is a little bit more serious, but it's still that same vein. But season three, because of people like Raja and Manila, it forced drag queens and the show to go like, oh, wait, this could actually be a serious competition. And it's weird because what you could say is not that necessarily Manila helped break the mold. She and Raja and those season three queens created the mold. And now she has to come back but they didn't realize they were creating the mold. They were just effortlessly doing so because they were they were at the time on they were the pioneers. They were the forefront of drag. Now that the show has become sort of the 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 proverbial uh, tail that wags the dog, and now now the show defines drag. Yeah, now she has to play by a mold that she helped create. And that has evolved, and she's now trying to to manipulate her way through that, and, and is having trouble. Well, I mean, and and the thing is, um, it'll be interesting to see what evolves from the show for Manila. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that whatever happens in the remaining episodes, 
she has figured something out because did you see that short film she put out last week? No. She put out what looked like um, a black and white Calvin Klein obsession ad Mm -hmm. of herself walking around what looked like um, the Four Seasons Hotel in that iconic runway gown. Okay. And it's just her walking around the place posing. Mm-hmm. It's very 2018. Mm-hmm. It's, and it, what it does is it shows off. It, it, takes, it takes ownership of the fact that she had an iconic moment. Mm-hmm. And it elevates it to the next level. Mm-hmm. So she's clearly learned something from this experience. And mm-hmm. so she's now out there postseason doing something very modern, very aggressively promoting of her, of her, who she is now as a queen mm-hmm. and it's working. So it'll be interesting. I think, I think that, that she's figuring it out on camera in front of us. And I think her, her post all-stars four season life is going to be great. I don't know if that's going to be the same for Latrice. Unfortunately, I love Latrice. I think mm-hmm. Latrice and, you know, and I know Latrice, one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see her figuring it out. In fact, in fact I, I see her. She shouldn't have. She should have given more Della Reese and put Gia in her place during Snatch Game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead, she let it throw her, mm-hmm. and I was disappointed by that. All right, so let's move on here. Uh, back in the workroom, Gia shares an awkward moment with Valentina when Gia asks Valentina if Val would date her if Val was into women. This leads into a conversation about who Gia will be performing as for her Snatch Game. When Gia answers Caitlyn Jenner, Val informs Gia that Trinity will also be performing as Caitlyn Jenner. This leads to an awkward conversation and then an argument between Gia Gunn and Trinity the Tuck. Ultimately, Gia concedes and decides to perform as Jenny Bowie, Cardi B's nail artist, and allows Trinity to perform as Caitlyn Jenner. Larry, your thoughts on everything that transpired here between Gia and Trinity and everything that happened well, in this moment? I like the fact that the queens shut Gia down on the ownership she was trying to claim of, of a transgender person. Mm-hmm. You can't in one breath say... I'm going to dress in all this this Mexican garb mm-hmm. one week and say it's cultural appreciation yeah. and then say I own the mm-hmm. most one of the most famous transgender figures for snatch game because I'm transgender. Mm-hmm. The two don't work. You got to pick a side and stay on that side. So I like the fact that the queen shut that down. Mm-hmm. Um uh I don't know who this character is she played. Yeah. <laughs> But <coughs> it's, as soon as they said it, I knew it was going to be a disaster. Well, just as soon as they said it, it seemed sort of racist. <laughs> well, it's not even so much that it's racist as much as any time someone tries to play mm-hmm. a social media star, yeah, it doesn't work. Why does it not work? Because social media stars are not three-dimensional. They're two-dimensional. And you can't – social media stars are caricatures in and of themselves. Yeah. So – and they're prototypes in and of themselves. So if you can't improve upon the prototype they're projecting, then you don't have a character for Snatch Game. Well, what I'm – You have to, you have to take it – in order for Snatch Game to work, 
you have to take a human being mm-hmm. and turn them into a prototype and then make fun of the prototype. Social media stars are not human beings mm-hmm. because they're not projecting. Most of them are not projecting humanity. They're projecting an idea, a fantasy. And it just doesn't work. Yeah, but what I'm arguing is she even concedes in one of her confessionals that she knows little about Jenny Bowie. And what yeah, she so she just, went, she just went for... For you know, racist Asian, yeah, a racial stereotype, which, which wasn't even. It would be offensive even if it was her own culture. She's Japanese, but she was doing a Vietnamese cultural stereotype. But yeah. even if she were Vietnamese, it, she would essentially be doing uh, a sort of um, minstrel show, so to speak, to borrow from another culture of that, which I don't even think people of her own. Uh, culture would appreciate. So it was, she just basically did a minstrel show of Vietnamese people and how they do nails. And so she's like, oh, I'll just do that. I'll do an impression of a, a Vietnamese person doing nails. So um, it was ready. But here's something that's very interesting is if you think about it, it was actually, if you look at this, forget everything else about the trans versus uh, cultural appropriation versus blah, 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 blah. What I'm saying, what's interesting from a, a terrible, you know, in hindsight is 2020 uh, sort of way, Latrice was one of the most vociferous people pushing uh, uh, Gia to change her character. And when Gia proposed Jenny Bui, uh Latrice was like, yes, you got to do that, bitch. That's the one you got to do, you know? And it actually comes back to bite her in the ass during the Snatch Game of Love. Yeah. Because Gia out there realizes she has no character, realizes she has nothing funny to say, and so then starts doing what she does, which we'll get to, which ultimately helps bring down Latrice. Yeah, so, but, but you know, there's one one thing that's kind of nagging me in the back of my head right now, and I just yeah. want to say this Go very ahead. quickly, and everyone will disagree, including mm-hmm. you, and I don't care. Yeah, I'm the one that gets the emails. Go ahead. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> you can forward them to me, and I'll answer them. Okay. This whole this whole show is a form of minstrel. Yeah. This whole show, the whole actor drag, is a form of minstrel. Mm-hmm. Right. You can. I mean. How is it, how is it, you know, how, how is Valentina doing Eartha Kitt not potentially racist, but what Gia does is? How is, how is that? Because, because... She's playing a black woman. Yeah, but that's okay because she didn't put blackface on and she's playing Eartha Kitt. She's not saying all black people are like this. And in a weird kind of way, in other words, what brought Valentina down is that it was very specific to Eartha Kitt. What is wrong with what Gia did is that Gia knew nothing about Jenny Bowie. She's the complete opposite. And so instead she just did... It would be offensive if Valentina was like, I'm going to be Eartha Kitt and then came out and was be like, oh, honey, I don't know the feats don't fail me now. Which, yeah, Eartha Kitt's a black woman, but that's not Eartha Kitt at all. So that makes no, but sense. my but my but yeah. my point is my point is that the very nature, you know, there there are feminists who find drag offensive. Yes, right. Uh huh. There there are women who find this entire show to be a smear of womanhood. Yeah, is that point not valid? It's a valid point. I may not disagree. I may not agree with it, but it's a valid point. Okay, so that's all I wanted to say. Okay. Is that let's let's not get so lost in our political correctness that we don't understand what we're talking about. 
which is a show that by its very existence offends people in a potentially righteous way. I'm not saying homophobes. I'm mm-hmm. saying there are female gender people mm-hmm. who find this entire conversation and this entire show mm-hmm. and this entire industry misogynistic and racist and, and misogynistic and anti-woman. And so, and yet we, you know, because we celebrate it because mm-hmm. we like it, mm-hmm. it's okay. I'm not saying that that's what I think. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that while we get lost in the, in, in the, the, the flea sized minutia of a characterization of one person, mm-hmm. we lo- that we lose sight of the overall picture that the very nature of drag is offensive to women. To some women. Well, which I, I think what you're saying, and tell me if I'm wrong here, there's an interpretation, that if you're a fan of the show, but then you find one little thing offensive to you personally, be careful because you're essentially uh, putting yourself into a tar pit because what you may find offensive, other people find elements of their own, what you like, offensive as well. So you're, it, it's a Pandora's it's sort box. Of, it's sort of like saying, it's sort of like saying, I bought cocaine from this guy, but, I didn't, but it wasn't good cocaine, so I'm going to report you to the police. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm committing the criminal act as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I buy into that, actually. I buy into that. I Look, in, in, I will say, in general, I think any complaints about the show, apart from the actual rigor mortis of the competition, but anything like this, I, I think a lot of it is... is, is um, uh, Often, not all the time. Often, uh, overheated, and um, and and but it, it, it they, they are worthwhile discussions to have. I mean, but but you know, I guess what I'm trying to really say is, I'm not watching the show with a political hat on because that's not really what I'm watching the show, and I'm thinking that wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching that and thinking Vietnamese versus Japanese. I'm watching that and thinking. That wasn't funny. Yeah. But you're that not was, thinking it, though, because you're white. But a person who's Vietnamese or Jap- more Vietnamese might be like, bitch, what are you doing? You're not Vietnamese. And that's, that's, and that's fair enough. Yeah. But, you know, I could say, well, she's picking on a white girl. You could, I mean, you could well, say she's that. she's picking on a black girl. I will forward all those emails to you. Now, let Please me, feel free. <laughs> let, let me tell you this. Let me tell you because this. Because honestly, mm-hmm. honestly... I have no patience with people who are, you know, we all see the world differently. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not here for you to agree with. This isn't, you know, I have my opinion. And if yeah. that's going to be too offensive to everybody, then I'll just tap out of the show now. Oh, God. Are you being, don't do this. What are you talking about? No, I'm just telling you the truth. That I'll just tap out now, watch the show and, and actually have a day. You know what wait, I mean? Wait, it's like. Why do I have to be punished and the rest of the show be punished? I'm, because. Everybody's so sensitive. Everybody, we're we're all just like little delicate dandelions. Yeah, but this is why I didn't forward the emails to you, and this is why I'm not going to forward the emails to you. You should, you should definitely forward the emails. No, I don't want you quitting the show. I wouldn't. And like I told you, you, like I I said, but but do you get my point? I do get your point, but like I said, if there are ten emails, eight. Let me tell you this: even in the chat room right now, there are people who are like, "Thank God you have Larry on the show." I one hundred percent agree with him right now in the chat room. I don't. But here's the thing: that's wonderful, and I, you know, I am grateful for people who agree, and I'm grateful for people who disagree because I'm doing my job as a person who works in broadcasting. That's what I'm really. That's the bottom line of what I'm saying. Okay. So. 
I could get, I don't care what people think because my job is to make you think and feel. And if you don't like that, fuck off. And if you do like that, fuck off. I don't, it's just not, it's, you know, this is a TV show. This is an, this is a piece of entertainment. You know, there are political things that we should be talking about. And we're like 40 minutes in and we haven't gotten to it because, you know, because we're talking, you know, we're talking about the dandelions who are afraid of, you know, racism. You know, this is a show that has, you know, that celebrates diversity. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't I can't get into this cries of racism on a show that's populated heavily by African-Americans and Latinos. I can't get into that. Well, I, think I can't get I can't get into a show that takes a, a, an African American who should have been in the bottom and makes her safe, mm-hmm. because we all know that they're conscious of this. Oh, you're right. You're right. Well, you know what? What? Uh, what I was going to what topic I was going to go to is it, even on this show, there are people who become so passionate about a show that they feel that the show belongs to them. There's a sense of ownership, and then if one thing changes, well, it's almost like misery. I think a lot of the fans are like um, Annie. What's what's I don't remember what Annie's last name is on Misery, but Annie on Misery, the one played by Kathy Bates, and that if you change, yeah. that it, they feel this ownership over it. Just the other day, you know, we have a show on Patreon.com/slash Drag Race Recap where we discuss all the the spoilers and the tea and the rumors and speculation. It's called the Rumor Mill. I got an email the other day, Larry. The guy who he loves the Rumor Mill doesn't like all the rumors and. tea. Because he doesn't want it to be spoiled for him, right? But don't listen. But that's <laughs> but see, that's what I'm getting at. If you're that sensitive, just climb under your bed, baby. Um, because because for people who have to walk through the real, those of us who have to walk through the real world, yeah. mm-hmm. you ain't got no, you ain't got no fucking strength. Yeah. By the way, in the chat room, people are saying, uh, "Don't quit the show." I fucking love. I'm not quitting the show. Crying out loud! I'm making a point. Here we go. All right, it's time for the snatch game of love, and Gus Kenworthy is the first bachelor up for grabs. Fighting for his affection are Monet Exchange as Whitney Houston, Naomi Smalls as Wendy Williams, Trinity the Tuck as Caitlyn Jenner, and Valentina as Eartha Kitt. Monet Exchange performs her best Maya Rudolph. Trinity channels her best Sharon Needles. Naomi Smalls brings down the house, and herself. Oh, brings down the house and herself as Wendy Williams, and Valentina disappoints the editors as Eartha Kitt. Uh, in the end, <laughs> Gus Kenworthy chooses Caitlyn Jenner, also known as Trinity, as the winner of the round. Larry, your thoughts on this round of Snatch Game of Love? Oh my god, I thought it was so good. It was. I thought it was so, so good. Um, I didn't think that Valentina did as poorly as everyone no, else seems. I agree think. with you. I think, I think only the show thinks she did. When you look on the Reddit and stuff like that, everyone agrees. I thought I actually thought she was funny. Mm-hmm. I thought she looked. I thought she looked like Eartha Kitt. I thought she sounded like Eartha Kitt. Mm-hmm. I thought it was um, not as good, but on the same kind of characterization level as Alaska doing Mae West. Yeah. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was brilliant. Actually, yeah. uh, I thought Caitlin was <laughs> so good. I yeah. thought that was. I think Kate. I thought as a Trinity's Caitlin goes down as one of the top five ever snatch game performances. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it was on the level of Jinx Monsoon and, you know, and Alaska. And I mean, I just thought it was superb. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I really liked Naomi. What I really appreciated about Naomi was how much she knew about Wendy yeah, and how much she, 
that this child did the research because mm-hmm. did anyone else catch the LL Cool J reference and what was that what that was all about? No, did I didn't you, get, did it, what get it. What that was what, about? No, no. What did it mean? LL Cool J had a sitcom, and okay. RuPaul was a guest star on that sitcom. Oh, really? And LL Cool J would not have personal hand like handshaking contact with RuPaul <gasps> because RuPaul's gay. What? And that was a very famous story back in the day. Oh, I didn't exactly. Know that. When I heard the LL Cool J reference, I rewound. I'm like, did I hear that right? Yeah. And you saw RuPaul's face. It wasn't just a laugh. It was a, I got you, bitch. <laughs> because that was a story from back in the '90s, girl. Yeah. That was back when like RuPaul was on the show and he mm-hmm. was he was homophobic. Yeah. So that was. It wasn't just that she fainted. And that the boobs were good, and she did a good "How you doing?" Yeah, it was a, it was researched to fit the 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 environment of the show mm-hmm. and RuPaul, mm-hmm. uh, a, a genius, absolute. I mean, I would have put her in the top two just for that. Yeah, I, well, j- yeah. just for that. Yeah, um, and and you know, but at the, the same turn, I thought that that Monet's Whitney was actually. Probably one of the worst snatch game performances I've terrible. ever seen. It was terrible. It was it was it was an imitation. See, here's the thing: you can't imitate an imitation. And, exactly. and so what she, what she did was she she imitated other. She did what people accused Alyssa Edwards of doing on Snatch Game when she did Joan Crawford. Mm-hmm. She didn't imitate Whitney Houston, just like uh, just like uh, Alyssa didn't imitate Joan Crawford. She imitated. A Saturday Night Live sketch, yeah, my the same way, right? The same way, yeah, that that Alyssa imitated Mommy Dear as Faye Dunaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it just didn't work. It was it wasn't funny, and the producers seemed to delight in catching her spraying herself. Um, it was terrible. Yeah, it, it was it, absolutely it, terrible. Yeah, um, but the the other three were all. I thought. I mean, I thought the other three were top notch. Yeah, and not just was she impersonating, but, uh, but her big joke was that she would work in a Whitney Houston song into every answer. And it yeah, made no sense. Funny. It made absolutely no sense whatsoever. It wasn't funny. And with the Eartha Kit, if you actually listen to what she's saying, it's Valentine's actually being very smart and funny. It's She's 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 making Eartha... Again, I think the, the comparison to Mae West is a really good one, where she made Eartha Kit ridiculous like or she's dancing and she's like growling and she's like the pull the lever like it's they're actually answers to the questions yeah. so i thought eartha kit was very funny and look was it top two no i would maybe say top two i agree with you would have been uh trinity and uh wendy and um naomi smalls as wendy williams those were the top two yeah. for me um yeah and 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 clearly, what I was going to say is clearly this round. This was the A team, and yes. Keenan Lonsdale got the B team because I don't think any of those people were good. Uh, and uh, but we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, I thought I, I agree with you one hundred percent. But also with Tr- now, look, I'm not taking away from what Trinity did. Okay, I'm not taking away from what Trinity did. It was very funny, and a lot of the stuff she said was off the cuff or in, in the moment, which is what she deserves the credit for. Okay. But a lot of this characterization I've seen, it's sort of Sharon Needle's go-to character on tour with, um, what's that big show that they do with Michelle and they all go around? Uh, work the World? Yes. Well, work the World Tour, whatever. Whenever it's on these, like, tours, 
when Sharon Needles does the snatch game, she oh ba- uh, what's the one yeah whatever you guys know what I'm talking about. She, mm-hmm. Her go to character when they do the snatch game live is Sharon. Ne- I mean Sharon Needles is doing Caitlyn Jenner and the characterization, which is an easy characterization. Let's be honest, right? Is this characterization? But I almost wonder if Sharon, like if Sharon were to ever come back, she probably would have done Caitlyn Jenner. So I wonder what Sharon's thoughts are on this. I'm not saying that. Trinity ripped her off because again, what is funny about this came in the moment and not she didn't take uh Sharon's jokes. But I just wonder how much of that is uh uh the characterization, how much that comes from Sharon Needles. But like everybody I thought everybody on here I would even say May no, Mo, Monet as Whitney was better than half the people on the the B team for the Keenan Lonsdale segment. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, but yeah, it was bad though. It was bad. She should have been in the. I think. Bottom. I think. I think. I think it was. I actually think Monet had was was the worst next. Yeah, to you Gia. know what? I'm looking at the list. You're right. No, you're right. I'm looking at the list. All right. In round two, Keenan Lonsdale is the bachelor up for grabs, fighting for his affection. Are Monique Hart as Tiffany Haddish, Manila Luzon as Barbara Streisand, Gia Gunn as Jenny Bui, and Latrice Royale as Della Reese. Monique is basic. Manila is vanilla, and Gia Gunn manages to f- offend everyone on the panel, especially Latrice Royale, who breaks character to scold Gia Gunn. In the end, Keenan chooses Barbara as, aka Manila, as the winner of the round larry your thoughts on this keenan lonsdale segment round two um i hate to say it because i haven't been a big fan of hers all season but i thought the best was uh was monique Mm -hmm. i really liked her i really liked her um tiffany haddish um i thought it was i thought actually it was funny i thought it was accurate i thought i thought she looked great Mm -hmm. i was i was i was down for it um i i I didn't like Barbara Streisand. No, no, it was not good. Because, because here's the thing: Barbara Streisand impersonation was racist. We're gonna yeah. go go back there. It was racist. How is how is the Streisand invitation not racist, but the Gia Gunn impersonation is? I don't. You're saying like like a, like a Jewish American princess sort of. It was it was every old Jewish lady stereotype mm-hmm. mashed in with the barber. It was it was, but you but you get what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. How is one not? How is how is one and one and the other isn't? Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was good, and I thought the news was weird. I just I wasn't there. I didn't get it. I did not get it, mm-hmm. and I and I felt bad for Latrice because I thought she looked like Della Reese. Mm-hmm. Um. But I also don't know that I think that Latrice is good at celebrity impersonation. So I don't know that Latrice wasn't saved by Gia's performance yeah. because I don't know that Latrice would have actually done a good impersonation of Della Reese as much as she looked like Della Reese. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, go back to Snatch Game with uh, Latrice as, as Aretha. Mm-hmm. Even before it got stupid, mm-hmm. it wasn't a very good impersonation no. of Aretha. No. And then go back to All Stars 1 when she did Oprah. Mm-hmm. It was a terrible impersonation of Oprah, and there was no buffoonery there. Mm-hmm. Remember when they did The Laugh-In, yeah. mm-hmm. which was like that version of Snatch Game in that, in that season? Mm-hmm. Um, she's just not good at celebrity impersonation. So no. she, you know, it's funny because on one hand, she was sabotaged. It was unsportsmanlike. I agree with all those things, but maybe she was given a, a hail mary pass 
in the end because maybe she wouldn't have done a good job as Della Reese. Yeah. And do you think maybe that was sort of the frustration? Like she, she realized she wasn't doing well. And so now in a weird kind of way, she has to latch on to some excuse why. She, and then look, don't get me wrong. Gia was over the top crazy, but it was almost speaking of the Hail Mary. It's a Hail Mary pass for the show, but also a Hail Mary pass for Latrice to hang on to. Like, look at what's going on. Now I can't do yeah. what I'm doing. I, I mean, I, I don't know about that. I mean, I do. I, Cause I don't think that, even if Latrice bombed, I don't think Latrice would have bombed badly enough to be in the bottom. Yeah. I think Latrice landed exactly where Latrice would have landed, even if Gia wasn't being mm-hmm. outlandish. I think she would have just been safe because I think she looked enough like Della mm-hmm. to get away with it. Uh, but, yeah. but, I don't, but I don't think that she would have won. I don't think a win was within her reach. Because I just don't know that I think that celebrity impersonations are bad. Um, but I agree with you that Barbara, the Manila Barbara Streisand was not good. I never laughed. And then it's also, you know, we may if we're going to make fun of Monet with the sponge shit, and we're going to make fun of Monique with the brown cow stunning. Okay, Manila, we've seen you cross your eyes. Yes, we know you can cross your eyes. You've Thank been doing you. it for a hundred years now. Stop. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're, I'm with you. Every lip sync is she's crossing her eyes. Every character. I'm one hundred percent with you. Um, to me, she was safe. She wasn't in, even in the top three. I thought the top three were Naomi, Trinity, and Valentina. Possibly replace Valentina with Monique. Okay. You know what? I agree with you. I one hundred percent agree with you. Because I like Monique. You know, I'm not Monique's biggest fan, but fair is fair. And yeah. I thought Monique. I thought Monique did a a really good job. And I think if Monique were on in the first group, she would have shined more because she would have had more to play with. But I think we can both agree. I think we both agree. We can argue about who's in that third spot. But I would agree that Monet was the worst, and that Val and that Valentina was more in the middle than than the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I think the you know, I think ultimately the right person might have gone home. Yeah, even though, like I said at the beginning of our of the show, I would have liked to see Gia stick around longer mm-hmm. for storyline purposes. Mm-hmm. You know, Gia was just terrible. You know, mm-hmm. but I kind of also don't expect much from Gia. Mm-hmm. I you know, we're supposed to think that Monet is a potential winner of this show. Yeah, and I'm not seeing anything that looks like a winner. Yeah. In her. It's Elimination Day and Monet and Monique discuss the mess that was Gia's performance. Trinity and Manila have an awkward conversation with Valentina in which they tell Val that she may also be up for elimination. Gia Gunn apologizes to Latrice. At the makeup table, Latrice Royale talks about her upcoming wedding and how much it means to her to have found true love. Manila shares her stories about dating women in high school and Monet reveals that she believes in extraterrestrials. Larry, your thoughts on this extermination, Elimination Day? Sorry. The first thing I thought was, oh, the first two things I thought was, I'm loving the mirror moments this season mm-hmm. because they feel natural. They do. Um, but I could not help but remember Latrice saying that she didn't believe in gay marriage the first time they talked about it during her season. Oh, what? Yes. <laughs> Why do we have to call it marriage? Y'all need, see, here's, here's the problem with having an old goat like me on this show. I've seen every episode, bitch. Well, Larry, I'm going to tell you something. I actually found the clip. It's from uh, season four, episode seven, Dragazines. 
Uh, in the during the elimination during the elimination day segment, here we go. Here we go. I okay. Here we go. Since y'all brought it up, I just don't want it to be called marriage. For me, marriage describes a straight relationship, and I think we should be called something else. Call it something more fabulous. As a gay man, it's just hard for me to believe that you don't want equal rights for I did yourself. I not say that. But if it's all the same thing. As marriage, why not call it that? Because it's not the same thing yes, to me. Yes, it is. I will be pissed if Latrice is going to be the first one that gets married to Hell bitch. to the doll. <laughs> I fully support gay divorce. There you go. So And uh, and you know what's really funny? Of that group, yeah. other than Willem, Liam, uh, Latrice was the first one to get married. Is Fifi not married yet? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, I don't think I, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong because mm-hmm. I'm wrong about a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure uh, that Fifi's not married. Oh, well, there you go. So I'm just like, listen, we all evolve and we all grow. Mm-hmm. And she landed in the right place and yeah. she landed with a wonderful guy. Mm-hmm. And so hallelujah. Mm-hmm. But all I could think was. Didn't you say into that same camera you didn't believe in in gay marriage? Shouldn't you? She says stuff like it should be something more fabulous. It should be something. We're gay. We're different. Mm-hmm. It is a very. I mean, go back, y'all. This is why if you're gonna if you're gonna get your titties twisted about the show, know your his, you know your her story. Um, she didn't believe in same sex marriage. And she didn't believe it should be called marriage. So that's all I could think. Um, so it kind of, so the moment was kind of like not, it didn't resonate for me mm-hmm. because I remember the first time she talked about marriage on TV. I still felt for her because like I said, people evolve, mm-hmm. you know, I, when people say to me, I don't believe in, uh, I can't believe your marriage works because it's long distance. And, and that, you know, like that just is ridiculous. That's not a real marriage. My response is you haven't met the right person. Mm-hmm. You haven't met the person that you would endure anything for. Mm-hmm. Once you do, come back to me and then let's have this conversation. And more times than not, the person will come back to me and say, you know what? You're right. I would do anything for this person. So, you know, clearly at the time, she didn't have Christopher in her life, mm-hmm. the guy she's now married to. And she didn't know what it was like to want to be married to this guy. So your, your, your opinions change, your feelings change. And that's mm-hmm. great. But that's all I could think of during this mirror moment. Oh, I didn't know anything about it. That's so funny. I, I yeah. wish I would have known. Well, what is that? With well, time over on Patreon. Oh, so are you going to like start masturbating? It sounds like porn. Yeah, movies. sure am, Larry. I'm going to start stroking <laughs> all my listeners personally. Because I tell you that on Patreon, our supporters get a surprise edition of the rumor mill after the, all the drama that went down last week off the show. Plus, they got this very episode, the one you're listening to now, the minute the East Coast airing of the show is over. Don't even ask how we got it done. Plus, they received another episode of the Dragula Recap Show. Larry, let me tell you, this Dragula Recap Show. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh. Along with last week's first response, 
this weekend they'll receive the next episode of Reclaiming Our Time, a diverse perspective on RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, you know how, oh, just if you're into like having black people and Asian people and Latino people and trans people all in one spot, getting it on, Larry, then this is the show for you. All this and more can be yours to listen to for only $3 a month. To sign up, head over to patreon.com slash drag race recap. Yeah, I'll say it again. Oh, that's patreon.com slash drag race recap. Ow. All right, and we'll be right back after this break. <laughs> I feel so dirty. Okay. Now, Larry, it's time <laughs> for the looks. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah? Wait, wait, yeah, wait sure. freeze. Everybody uh-huh. stop. Yeah? I, I'm i like my cat now licking my hand and trying to clean my face after that read. Um, okay, go ahead. <laughs> now it's time for the looks. Uh, the category is Boots the House Down. Any big thoughts on the looks, Larry? Um, not the most impressive runway. Um, very few people stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was a, 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 an unimpressive contrast to last week where the runway was like flawless mm-hmm. I mean, last week. I, you know, I watched this, I watched last week's episode uh, a third time after mm-hmm. we did the show. Yeah. And I have to say the only dress I did not like was Monique's, mm-hmm. uh, after looking at it longer. Yeah. Um, I, I, nobody stood out for me here. You know, I thought it was, it was okay. Yeah. It was all right. You know, um, I think, uh, Sharon Needles wants her boots back from Monique. Um, I didn't see where the boots were on Valentina, but I guess the whole pant was the a whole boot. thing was a boot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Naomi wasn't wearing boots. Um, no. You know, eh, meh. Yeah, you know, uh, going to Monique, I sort of felt in looking at it, there were, and this is just a running theme. This is just an observation with Monique. Is everything just looks so, so cheap compared to the other girls? Now, I'll say this. I'll say this once again. This is more of an argument why Monique should have waited a season or two before coming on All Stars. She went too early. Is once again, season ten has just finished airing. She hasn't had, and remember, that, so it only aired for three months. She hasn't right. had the opportunity, like the way these other girls have, to build a war chest that you need to look expensive on the show. Okay? Uh, that's sort of where Valentina was smart, where she waited a season and a half to come back. And uh, they haven't had a, the war chest that you need. So... Uh, Monique still looks cheap the way she did the previous season because she hasn't made as much coin as the other girls do. Uh, but Gia, uh, maybe because she was a, a, a long ago, the, the war chest is worn down. I felt her stuff looked cheap. Now, if you if you follow things in the off se- off not off season but off the air, there has been a behind the scenes drama with Gia and her designer, and the designer fell through, and so and it had to do with All Stars. So this could and it actually this specific challenge, the boots weren't ready and stuff like that. So that could be part of it, but um, but speaking to Monique, I just I just don't see a taste level there with Valentina's. Which once again, to me, showing that the rigor Morris is there for Valentina. The panel loved Valentina's outfit 
Except Michelle's one complaint was that the crotch was too low. And I was like, that's your that's your complaint if you think it looks expensive? Is that the yeah. crotch was too low? But to me, they had it in for Valentina. They wanted to find a reason to put her in the bottom. And I think that's what they were just looking for. Yeah, I, I mean, I, no, to me, nobody scored so high on the runway looks to really soar above Mm -hmm. just and i also don't think anyone really failed uh on the runway i just thought it was a a kind of average Mm -hmm. i thought it was i thought i saw i felt like i saw a lot of bar drag okay a lot i felt like i saw a lot of a lot of what you see queens wear when they're working the friday night at pieces down in the west village Mm -hmm. i didn't see a lot of innovation i didn't feel a lot of excitement I thought they looked good. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, yeah, it was nice. Good for a Friday night. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. Okay. Um, any other looks you want to talk about? Any other looks that... Uh, no. All right. No. God, I fucking... Larry, I love you so much. With this tail of a lot <laughs> boy, it would be now. Like, okay, let's analyze each and every fucking goddamn buckle on each. I don't think it... I mean, I love the looks, and the yeah. runway is one of my favorite parts of the show. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe in talking about something that there isn't to talk about. I just thought they were okay. Well, I believe, to get into the meta part of the show, I also love the looks, too. People have this mistaken belief that I hate the looks. I don't hate the looks. I like to watch the looks. But this is a uh, an audio medium, you know? Yeah. Whereas yeah. that's a visual medium, and it's it's hard to translate it, unless you really, really, really know what you're talking about. There's another podcast. I haven't listened in a long time. Um God, what's the other guy's name? But it's, it's uh, something in Lorenzo. Tom and Lorenzo. Okay? So they have a podcast. Which it's actually a fashion podcast, but they talk about drag race as a part of the show when it's on. And they're both they're actually their background is in fashion. So when they talk about the looks, because they know what they're talking about and know how to describe it, it's fascinating. I would love if, if I could pay them to be the fashion people for the show, I would. Right? Um, I, I think if I think if you're really obsessed with the looks mm-hmm. you either listen to that podcast yeah. or you watch the fashion review on, on YouTube exactly. or World Wild Presents. Exactly. Um, I think they do a good dissection on that show. You get to look at their looks while they're talking about them. Yeah. And they're actually pretty fair but pretty honest. And you know, I, I'm not an expert. I just know what I think looks pretty. Yeah, I agree with and you. And I love the looks. I love the looks. I love the looks, part. too. And I love Runway's one of my favorite review. parts of the show, but I, I, yeah, I'm not going to talk about what's not there. I don't disagree with you. All right. Back on the main stage, RuPaul tells Monet and Monique they're safe. Naomi, Manila, and Trinity are in the top, while the rest of the girls are in trouble. In the end, RuPaul awards Trinity and Manila the top two positions and places Valentina and Gia Gunn in the bottom two. During the deliberations, Trinity and Manila have a conversation about who they're going to eliminate. Manila shares she may eliminate Valentina, which leads Trinity to have a very thinly veiled piece of advice from Manila about the dangers of eliminating Valentina. You know, I want to stop right there. <laughs> I, I don't have a discussion. That was, good. that was a good moment. I don't have a discussion point there, but I actually want to stop there. I want to repeat what okay. I just said there. People might have been tuning out. Because I think this is really important to talk about. And it was I, re- I referenced it earlier. Trinity and Manila have a conversation about who they're going to eliminate. Manila shares she may eliminate Valentina. And that's when Trinity says to her this weird conversation that you had to read between the lines because, you know, they can't talk about the show outside of the show. And she essentially says to her, you don't really want to do that because 
you know, are you prepared to handle sort of the blowback you might get uh, for that? What were your thoughts? Uh, you know what? I'm actually going to pull the, while you talk about that. I think I think I can pull that up. What okay. were your thoughts when you um, when you heard that? I, I first of all, I appreciated Trinity finding a way to discuss it. Um, I think at this point, I think it's it's ridiculous to pretend that they're not aware of the world outside of the show, mm-hmm. especially after all stars two, which was like almost micro aware of the outside world, right? All mm-hmm. half of those Queens went back with the intention of re their image mm-hmm. to the outside world. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what, that's, that was Roxy's whole storyline. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and same for Fifi, all they talked about and to the mocking of Katya was how they were there to change the way they move through the outside world. Mm-hmm. So to to pretend there's no outside world for these queens is ridiculous at this point. So I, I appreciated her finding a way to do that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated Manila's response. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I think it was time, I mean, you know, I wish... Mm-hmm. That Manila had had the balls to eliminate Valentina. Yeah, but I think I, I, but I do think Trinity's advice to Manila was coming from a good place and smart. I yeah, did, oh did, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not faulting Trinity in the slightest. I really appreciated that conversation, and to me, that conversation harks back to the tense moment we had on this very show. Right? Yeah. If you're going to say or do everything based on the opinion of three people, mm-hmm. then fuck it, go home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You should do things, do and say things based on how you feel and let the naysayers be damned. Yeah. And that's what I was getting at an hour ago mm-hmm. for myself. And that's what I'm getting at here. Yeah. I wish that Manila, I think Manila wanted to eliminate Valentina. And I think Manila, I think Trinity got in Manila's head. And I wish that Manila had had the balls to eliminate Valentina, even though. I don't think Valentina should have even been on the bottom. I think uh, what you were trying I to think, say. I think, I think the, fan, the fear of the fandom mm-hmm. fucked up Manila. Yeah. Well, but, I, but I do think Trinity was coming from a place saying, like, listen, bitch, you haven't been in the game for a while. The right. Valentina fans are fucking crazy, yeah. and you don't no, realize I, what you're going to do if you do this. And I think that Trinity was doing Manila a solid. Yeah. I think, I think listen, I think that Trinity had her agenda. Yeah. Let's not pretend that Trinity was being completely altruistic. Mm-hmm. She wanted Gia out of there. Yeah. And she wanted and she wanted a sure thing. Yeah. Right? So let's not pretend that she's, you know, Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. But I think that Trinity was doing Manila a solid at the same time by saying, Look, you haven't dealt with these bitches the way I've dealt with these bitches. And this is, you know, this is what's gonna happen to you. We don't know how that segment was really what was really said and what was how it was edited Mm -hmm. right she might have said these bitches are going to come for you um so i think it was a combination of her being nice and warning her Mm -hmm. but also getting in her head all right well uh, i I think i think i think she wanted to get in her head and i think she succeeded in getting in her head. i have it right here so let me play it okay you know if you send valentina home it's going to send the whole rest of everything into a like a like a whirlwind 
Are you prepared for that? See, she's talking about the fandom after when it yeah. airs. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And and like I said, I think she was – it was two-pronged. I think she was yeah. doing her solid, but I also think she was getting in her head. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I'm not sure yet. I can be strategic. I could keep a weak link in here because I know it'll always make me look good and send home a strong player like Valentina. It would change how everyone from now on plays the game and maybe get me closer to that crown. Okay. Um, I just don't know if it was. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with Trinity. I think if Manila had done that, she would have been paying the social media price. Oh my! Oh God. yeah, without question. Without question, she would be, she would be getting death threats. It would be, it would be insanity. Yeah, and and, um, and God save whoever. If if Valentina is sent home, God save whoever does it. Right. So so um, yes. That said. She should have sent Valentina home because that's clearly who she wanted to send home. But then I would have immediately quit Instagram. <laughs> what? Cha- I would have immediately quit Instagram and Facebook and changed my phone number. <laughs> no, I mean, because I think her her mental reasoning. Here's, here's the thing. If mm-hmm. I were in Manila's place, mm-hmm. I would have sent uh, Valentina home. Okay. Because why am I going to send the weak link home? Yeah, I get it. You want to beat the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Fuck that shit. Out. Why am I going to, you know, goodbye. Goodbye. I would have sent Valentina home. Hmm. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I know. I, I, I would have. And I, I love Valentina. I don't think Valentina should have been in the bottom. I agree with you. I agree I think with it you. Should have been, I think it should have been Monet and Gia. Mm-hmm. And I would have sent Gia. I would have sent Monet home. I guess what I'm really saying is I wasn't ready for Gia to leave. Even though it was sort of her time, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for Gia to leave. I think Gia had more to do. Because here's the thing. Can we talk about this now? Can yeah. we talk about the Gia storyline? Well, oh, you know what? Let, let me actually just get cause the, the next paragraph, and we'll stop right there. It's like four, okay, two go. sentences. Go. Uh, meanwhile, Gia and Manila have a heart-to-heart where Gia cries over her experience of being trans and how it's affected her performance on the show. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that there was much more for the audience to chew on. Mm-hmm. With Gia's presence. Yeah. Because I felt like this was a transitional, this was ideally should have been a transitional episode for Gia. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think what she was really saying is she's been at war with the woman she is versus the woman she was. Mm-hmm. Right. Or the woman she is and the man she was. But I don't think you're ever, if you're trans and you're, and you're a woman, you're never a man. You just mm-hmm. have men parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, yeah, the woman she was versus the woman she is. Mm-hmm. And I think that that has, you know, there's all this talk about racism, 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 boring, 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 I guess. I don't know. I guess it's valid. But I, but I think the real issue here is transphobia. And I think there's a real interesting topic to be explored mm-hmm. on a lot of levels mm-hmm. on a, on the level of, you know, there are people who believe 
that drag is for men who want to dress up as women. There are other people who now believe, you know, there are women who are drag queens now, mm-hmm. right? I follow mm-hmm. a few of them on Instagram and they're spectacular. Mm-hmm. And they get crazy hell mm-hmm. from the drag race fandom who are like, you're, you're a woman, you're already fish. Why are you trying to pretend? Like, it's, you know, it's all very confusing to people. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of transphobia within the queer population. There's actually in some ways more transphobia among lgbtq people than there are well not t lgbq people than there are among the straight world Mm -hmm. because they don't get it Mm -hmm. i used to i you know for those who don't know i used to host a morning show on a gay radio network Mm -hmm. and before i started doing that show i was ignorant to the trans fight Mm -hmm. and and i had a lot of confusion about the trans fight and i didn't understand it and so the first Mm -hmm. job of mine was to immerse myself in that world so I could understand it because I had to speak on it. On, you know, I had to interview people. I had to talk about it. I had to have a point of view. So I educated myself and I, I met trans men and trans women and I went to events and I just read everything I could mm-hmm. and I got it and I thought, oh, wow. And I, what I learned in the 13 years that I was the host of that show and living and loving and working with trans people is that they are the most beleaguered of all these so-called letters because mm-hmm. when it was time to kind of vote on, you know, ENDA in Congress, gay men and bi men and women and, and lesbians, they were all ready to leave the trans people and come back for them when Congress wanted to leave trans people out of the legislation. Mm-hmm. They were like, we'll come back for you. Hell no. Mm -hmm. They were just going to keep on moving. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to understand the trans life experience more. And this fandom needs to understand the trans life experience more. And they need to understand, you know, I mean, one of the things that Gia was crying about was sorting out in her head what it means to be a drag artist and a drag queen. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference for her, clearly. Mm -hmm. A drag queen is a man who dresses up as a woman. A drag artist is anybody who dresses up in drag. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard her talking about. And that's what I heard her being at war with. Mm -hmm. And I thought we could have had more time with that. I thought if this show really wants to be, you know, provocative and evocative and really bring something beautiful to the fandom, Mm -hmm. they had to find a way to keep her in. And and she she had that she had a very quick evolution. Mm-hmm. She very quickly and I thought very sincerely apologized to Latrice, and talked about how she was desperately trying to be funny. And I believe her. I don't believe she was being cunty. I believe that she was desperate mm-hmm. because I believe she is a limited performer trying to play with the big dogs when she's still trying to figure out where she fits among them. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really interesting, powerful storyline. And it's a way more interesting, powerful storyline than anything they may have to, re- mm-hmm. to give us. So I wasn't ready to let her go, A, because she's good reality TV. She knows how to stir the pot. Mm-hmm. She knows how to pull the camera to her. She knows how to drop a line. She's funny. She's mm-hmm. fishy. She's be- I mean, she's everything you want on this show. And she's actually showing, she showed in, in very quickly that she's got a soul and a spirit Mm-hmm. And she's got an interesting struggle that 
I feel like these these vicious vipers on Reddit need mm-hmm. to know more about. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to see her go. Now, let me ask you this question. And, and, and take it for granted that I agree with 110% of everything you're saying, right? And okay. that also Gia believes in 110% of everything you're, everything you're saying. And I felt the conversation and the tears between Manila and Gia were authentic and real. But what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? And I'm not saying it because Gia's Asian. What did it have to do with what how, connect with how that, that everything you said is true with Gia explaining what she did on the snatch game. And that's the part I didn't get, didn't get where it came off to me. Not that they were alligator tears, but that she was playing the trans card in the conversation. I, I, I see what you're saying. And mm-hmm. I think that's a fair point. I was a, I'm able to separate the two. And I okay. think the, the tears were, le, were, were less about, explaining away her performance on the snatch game and more explaining that she's trying to figure out who she is. Mm-hmm. I feel like she already apologized for the snatch game. I feel like she, she didn't owe anybody other than Latrice an apology. And I think I felt like she apologized to her and I felt like it was sincere. I felt like the tears between her and Manila were a bigger, were about more than the snatch game. I thought it was more about like the way she's been conducting herself overall in the competition and how she said she came in and suddenly she became Gia from season six again. Mm-hmm. And that in the real world, that's not who she is anymore. Yeah. And being in this competition, pushed all these buttons, created all these defense mechanisms, you know, and it's very different for a trans woman to be in a room full of men mm-hmm. who identify as men very happily mm-hmm. And do an exaggerated version of a woman versus a, a transgender woman who does a very kind of realistic woman. Even when she's at her most painted, she's, she's realistic. There's something that's just – I felt like they were two different things. Mm-hmm. I, felt, I felt like her explaining away the Snatch Game wasn't really what was going on with, with Manila, Manila. I felt like she was talking about things on a bigger level. All right, fair enough. On the but, other- I, but I, but I, but I can completely understand why you and anybody else would think, yeah, you're just playing the trans card. I think it's a reasonable criticism, and I and I completely see that as being how some people responded to it. That's not how I responded to it. Fair enough. On the other side of the room, Trinity tips off Valentina about Manila's plans, and Trinity shares with Val that Trinity plans lip sync to save Valentina. Later, Manila has a conversation with Valentina in which she promises to save Valentina if Valentina will promise to return the favor should Manila ever be in the bottom and Valentina on top. Valentina, though, in full, full telenovela realness, refuses (laughs) to make that promise. On the main stage, Manila and Trinity go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their legacies. The song, How Will I Know, by Whitney Houston. In the end, Manila Luzon is named the winner of the challenge, giving her the power to send one of the queens home. It's a dramatic moment as Gina and Valentina... Gina? Gia and Valentina stand there, but ultimately, (laughs) Manila Luzon pulls Gia's lipstick out of her bra, sending Gia Gunn home, packing Larry Flick. Any final thoughts on the episode? Um, I thought the the scene between Manila and Valentina was Valentina was 
high drama and good TV. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have agreed to that tact either. Yeah, it was smart. I, I wouldn't have. And I thought, God, I love Valentina. And I love her on my screen. And I love that she is so self-aware now mm-hmm. that she knows what she's doing in the moment and in the cutaway interviews. I thought it was just, oh, my God. I, I rewatched that scene like four times. It was so good. I think I know um, the answer. I, I loved it. I, I think ahead. I know the answer. But I, you know, I was on your show uh, during season nine, and I remember you were yes. not the biggest Valentina fan. And I think I, I know wasn't. The answer. Yeah, I wasn't. What no. do you think has changed? I think I know the answer, but what do you think has changed? Um, that she knows who she she's she's owning who she is. Yes, she's not pretending to be Snow White. Yes. Um, I like the fact that she. And here's the thing. The second you own your bitchiness mm-hmm. is when you allow your your actual goodness to come out. Mm. Because it's not phony. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, if 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 I say to you, "Oh my God, we never fight. We're so good. Everything is great." What you're sitting there the whole time is wondering, what is he really thinking? Mm-hmm. What's really going on? What do they really say when mm-hmm. no one's looking? Mm-hmm. When someone is like, "Listen." You don't like it? Okay. This is who I am. And then five minutes later, they say, oh, but I really love this. And I really, then you know you're getting unfiltered truth. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to either like them or not like them. Mm-hmm. For me, it makes me like you mm-hmm. because I like knowing who I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was, I re, yeah, you're right. I did not buy into Valentina season nine. Mm-hmm. But, and, I, and I cheered when she was eliminated. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I like the fact that she knows that she's a bitch. She lives for being a diva, and I believe her when in her in her sincere moments, mm-hmm. or in what are you know what are perceived as being sincere in the moments. Mm-hmm. I believe her. Mm-hmm. You know, I believed her last week with Farah, mm-hmm. and 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 so yeah, I'm and but I also. She's grown a lot as a queen. She looks better than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, we didn't really get to see her perform very much in season nine. Mm-hmm. And when we did, it was not that great. She has slayed two lip syncs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the girl is fire. You know, I, like I said, I don't see how she was in the bottom. Yeah. All of that said, mm-hmm. all of that said, mm-hmm. Manila should have untucked her balls and eliminated her. And followed her heart. I thought it was a. I thought it was a. It was a coward move to eliminate Gia because you could tell mm-hmm. in everything. Manila, unless Manila was playing, it was trying to fake us all out. She wanted to eliminate Valentina, and I think she should have. Very good. On that base, on that basis, she should have followed her gut and got rid of her because if the roles were reversed. Valentina would have sent her home. That's a very good point. Now, let me ask you this question. You know, we, I said, I boldly claim that last week was one of the top 10 episodes ever of the show. Where mm. does this episode, because some people are saying that this episode was better than last week. Where does this episode fall for you? I think this episode is legendary. I don't know if I say it's better than last week's, but mm. I would say it's in the top 10. Really interesting. It's in the top 10 because I thought it was a really, it was the switch up on Snatch Game. Mm-hmm. Was was right on time. I thought the last few snatch games we got, both in All Stars and in in the real, in the you know in the regular seasons, mm-hmm. not that great. 
Um, and I thought, I just, I thought that the, I thought that the storylines that they, as they unfolded felt, even if they were, were, were manipulated and crafted by the editors, they were done so with more finesse mm-hmm. than we've seen in a lot of other episodes. And I just really liked this cast. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really liked the, you know, I'm sitting here saying if I were Manila, I would have eliminated Valentina. And then I would have been, but I would have been heartbroken if Valentina went home. Mm-hmm. Because I want Valentina on my screen every week. But you know what? I want Gia on my screen every week. Yeah. I don't want any of these queens to go home. I even don't even mind looking at Monet and Monique because you got to hate somebody. Do you know yeah. what I mean? you got to have someone to kind of make you go, Arr! and they, they, they fulfill that, that, that role for me. So that when I watch, you know, and here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Monique had a good week from where I'm sitting. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought Monique was really good in Snatch Game. Her runway was meh, mm-hmm. but you know, I thought I didn't think her runway was the worst. You know, I thought Naomi's was the worst. You know what's so funny is, I had, I had proposed this idea in a previous episode that because I've always said, you know, I want to have an episode, a season where you have Bunny and Hecklina and Peaches mm. Christ and all that. Mm. I said, but they would never come on. They would never put themselves up to be eliminated. No. So my solution to that was is no one's eliminated. But right. the way you win is a points system, that you win a certain number of points for certain challenges, and then whoever has the most points at the end, maybe the final challenge is worth 10,000 points that so anyone can win. But, right. um, but you do a point system, and I almost wonder if they should think about that for All-Stars, because you're right. At this point, I don't want any of them to leave. I want to see them every week. And instead, we go. There isn't. There are no eliminations. We pick the best of the best, and it's a point system, and anybody can win. Um, yeah. uh, at the end, and we get them on our screens every week, and you have true all stars because they're bringing it. And this season, this season is showing what not necessarily a terrible season, but the weaknesses and flaws in All Star season three were. Uh, Absolutely, we're seeing that. Absolutely, because, like I said, you know, even the contestants I'm not rooting for. They, you know, they give good story. Mm-hmm. You know, Monet is kind of a bitch, and I'm kind of, you need a bitch. And also, even if she had no a chance. A good show needs a bitch. Even if she had no chance, I would still love to see Jasmine here on the screen bringing her horrible looks. Now, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. one of the things, a final thing, that's not, I don't know if it's worth talking about here. One of the things I've clocked, which I think is weird because we got one mini challenge in the beginning. It was a reading challenge, but you know what we have had? We've had zero table visits from Rue. Well, that was something. I, there are two Rue things I wanted to bring up. Yeah, if I may, go ahead. Um, what was that runway look? <laughs> I need. I mean, that was mid nineties RuPaul madness. Yeah, and I got the breath of life from it. Yeah, I did. I did too. Oh my god, the legs. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What was that all about? That was supermodel era Rue. Yeah. It Those was. legs were fucking that was that was a y'all y'all bitches need to step back. Mm-hmm. And you know and you know she was in pain because you know Rue hasn't tucked in a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she wears these big flouncy dresses as Aldi makes for her that mm-hmm. forces her doesn't force her to tuck. That bitch was cinched, tucked, plucked, and pulled. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why is no one talking about those fucking legs? 
and well, the wig. Yeah. And I mean, that was probably one of my all-time Hall of Fame favorite RuPaul looks. Yeah. Delta and Raven have finally nailed it. They've finally gotten it down. <clears throat> but, but here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I counted. Mm-hmm. We got less than 10 minutes of Ru in this episode. Yeah, I think I think I, I think we're starting to see she's more and more over it. She is not there, and we're not going to see much of her next week because uh, the the preview is going to be a kind Jersey of a Judge Judy yeah. thing. And in the spot where Rue normally would play, mm-hmm. they have Michelle. Yeah. So Rue is just like showing up for the beginning, mm-hmm. and she's showing up for the runway, and she's going home. Yeah. There are no table visits. There's none. I mean, like, I, we have not seen her this season. Yeah, she doesn't talk on the judges panel. She has. She is absent. Mm-hmm. She is like. <laughs> we're getting more of uh, the fucking guest judges than we're getting a brew. That's true. Look, and this week I could have done with that. Well, you know what? Let's. Close off on that. We're coming up on two hours. Probably one of the longest episodes we've ever done. Um, but it was. Well, we had the we had the full range. We had the drama, the yeah, intensity, it was... the laughter, your tears, some sex. <laughs> it was good. Well, that concludes this week's episode of the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show. Join us next week and every week as Larry and I continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct the. Each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 4. Until then, for Larry Flick and myself, sashay away. Till next time. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Listen to Larry Flick every weekday on his celebrity interview show in depth via Sirius XM On Demand. Follow Larry on Twitter and Facebook at Larry Flick for free listening links. He can also be heard every weekday morning on Studio 54 Radio. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. The outro music was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. You can find Alex Lefebvre on Instagram at Alex Lefebvre Music. That's A-L-E-X-L-E-F-E-V-R-E-M-U-S-I-C. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Drag Race Recap, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drag Race Recap. You can also support the show at Patreon.com slash Drag Race Recap. Finally, to find all of our old episodes, visit our website at dragracerecap.com.